All right, we're back for all new show, Damaged Blue. I don't know about y'all, but my birthday week is here and I'm officially 44 years old, living my best life out here in these streets. And I got so much love that uh, I want to lie and say my birthday is again next week. Can I get away with that or not? Nah? Absolutely. Yes, you can. Take the whole month. All month. Take the whole month. All month. Okay. What, what did, why don't we show each other this kind of love in our community on a regular basis? Like, I don't think like we should wait until a person celebrates their life or celebrates their death to honor them. I mean, you know, when they die, people celebrate their death. Isn't that a, I mean, a funeral in the black community is a celebration because they be there hooping, hooping and hollering and, oh my God, you know, wearing their best clothes. I kind of feel like we as a community need to show each other birthday love every single day. Mm, it's yeah. expensive. Yeah, it's it is. <laughs> Leos, though, are known to be the proudest sign when it comes to their birthday. So Leo season is physically impossible to ignore. You guys make there's lions all up and through my timeline all day, every day. I don't know if y'all keep the lions on your phones and wait for this month, but there's a lot of loud Leos in my life right now. I'm here for it. Well, I mean, I don't think, to damage this point, I don't think it needs to be expensive. When people say, what do you want for your birthday? Just give me love. I think just the postings on social media, the, you know, so proud of you, so proud of your journey. You've come such a long way. Like, why do we need to wait until a celebration to do that? I feel like our community right now is suffering from PTSD and depression just because of life. Not not mm -hmm. only because of where we come from, but because of what we're going through. And then COVID on top of that, now the whole world is forcing us all into being vaccinated. I have still yet to be vaccinated. It is my choice. People are being vaccinated shamed uh, or non-vaccinated shamed. Everybody go, they're like, you ain't got it. You ain't, Rob, you ain't got the booster shot. No, I don't have a booster shot, a booster seat. I ain't been vaccinated. I just, I, the world is a weird place right now where the, it feels like the world is just closing in on all of us who are choosing not to be uh, vaccinated. Yeah, this is worse than when Trump was trying to become president. Like, that's the last time I remember seeing my friends fighting amongst themselves so much. And I just think as somebody who is vaccinated but didn't do it intentionally, I was dragged to get vaccinated. I can see both sides. I don't think anybody should be shaming. I don't think the people who are not getting vaccinated should be shamed. They can be educated, but you don't have to shame to educate somebody. So I think that's a bad look. Yeah, I agree. Uh, mind your business. When people do what they arm and the needles they put in it, None of your business. But what is my business right now, Jason? Because I ain't getting a full recap. What have you done so far for your birthday? Because I'm ready for it. You know, I'm sitting here. I'm like, Jason's going to come in and tell me all the fun he had so far. And you talk about vaccinations. Now, you're hiding something. Right. What went down? What went down? No, not, nothing has gone down. I, I spent a very chill birthday in New York City with the money team. We just rolled around the city, went to a couple parties. Um, I just been hanging out. I haven't really done much. I do have some big parties going on. One in New York happened earlier this week and one happened in LA this weekend. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just celebrating life, you know, and I'm trying to celebrate moments that, uh, matter to me because when I was younger, I never thought that I would make it to 44 years old. In fact, 44, 45 was the years that I thought was like the max for my life. And when oh, I look wow. over my life and I think about the other kids that are like me in different places, whether they're group homes or inner cities or, you know, growing up without love, I know that they too feel like it's all impossible. And I just, I've been kind of just in my mind these last few days, uh, just thinking about how grateful I am. I mean, filled with gratitude for everything that I'm able to do. And it's it's because of the, you know, great partners like you two, Foxhole, iHeart, you know, all the people that have allowed me to live out my dreams. And I'm still just getting started. Listen, I'm a master manifester. Remember what I told you about Rihanna and that I ran into her in aisle five over at Walgreens at four o'clock in the morning? Well, it happened again. So this year with my birthday, I wanted to, 
well, the rumor has it, that I wanted to do something different. You know, I wanted to hang out with somebody different and have somebody host my party. So I actually called Cardi B and I said, hey, can you ask Lizzo, who you just did this song with, if she'll host one of my parties? Right. Yeah. I said, you know, I want her to host one of my parties. And so Cardi called Lizzo and asked her if she would host a party for me. And I guess she hadn't gotten back to her. So I had went to dinner for a meeting with somebody from another network. And while I was waiting for my meeting, I text Cardi and said, hey, reminder, I need you to text Lizzo for me because I needed to host my party. Ten minutes later, damaged blue. I'm sitting there sipping my coffee and Bailey's. I look over to the right. Lizzo is standing at the counter to check in for her reservation. You are a witch. I told you, I told you, I told you, so, you are a master manifester. I knew now, it. Now, now, what happens next? Did you go talk so, to her? Like, what's going on? Did I go to, you already know what I did. I got up and went over there and I said, yo, this is fucking crazy that I literally, literally 10 minutes mm -hmm. before I looked over and saw you text Cardi and reminded her to tell you that I wanted you to host my birthday party. I then FaceTime Cardi and put Lizzo on the phone with her and, Liz and Cardi's like, oh my God, he this is who I just called you about to host his birthday or whatever he wants you to perform. I was like, no, I don't want you to perform. I just want you to host. And then, I, and then you know, they had their moment and then I hung up with, with Cardi and um, I had shared with Lizzo that I had just had this experience with Rihanna and that the universe is crazy. But, you know, nonetheless, she's not really doing stuff, you know, in public for COVID and, you know, she's being safe and, uh, she just dropped her song with Cardi, like I said, and she's working on some other projects that she didn't want me to tell anybody about. But it's just the fact that like the universe and God are really listening. And it was a moment where afterwards I had to call her and I had to call Rihanna to explain to them how crazy this manifestation stuff is. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where I, I don't know what's happening, but I will say to anybody out there who believes that the universe or God or whatever is not listening to you in the midst of whatever storm you're going through. And I know somebody listening to this needs this message. Keep believing and keep putting it out there. Even though she's not going to host my party, we were able to have a really good conversation about body positivity, about her courage, her strength Aww. and everything that she goes through. And this happened, you know, a couple of days before she had the whole meltdown on social media because of the trolls. But it was just one of those things where I was able to tell her my journey of losing weight and the fact that I, I, I love how confident she is and how much she exudes this, this, uh, this, this confidence. Because for me, I didn't have that level of confidence when I had gained the weight that I did. And also looking at Lizzo in person, she's not as thick as she looks on social media and on TV. She's very, and she's very beautiful. Her, her, she's her, beautiful. Her, she's yeah. Beautiful. Her smile illuminated the room. She was there with two beautiful chocolate girls. They had dinner. Um, and it was just, it was a really crazy thing. I don't know if that's ever happened to you where you've literally said something and then boom, there it is. Jason. Okay. So 44 is your Obama year. That's the joke, right? So my question for you is since it's your Obama year, you're four, four, and you finally are accepting that you are a master manifester. What are you intentionally manifesting for this mm. big year? I want to know, Jason. It, Jason. So, so we can help you manifest because I feel like me and Damage might also be witchy. So if the three of us combine our witch powers, we can help you. Well, like, I'm not even going to say a relationship because at this point, I've given up. <laughs> I've no. given up. Damn. No. <laughs> this has been such a roller coaster. I want somebody to take care of me. I want Aww. to wake up Aww. and have somebody lay out my breakfast, pick out my clothes. Wait. Um, wait, what's going on? You want a maid? Wait, what, what? 
No, no, like, you know, because I'm usually the generous one. You guys seem to be yeah. the same type of people. I, I don't know about damage. Mm -hmm. He seems like he wants somebody to wait on him. But Blue, he you wants seem to be the baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a mom. I, I, I mother everybody that I love. And the funny thing is, Jason, you're a Leo. The reason why. I tend to like Leo so much is because they're also like generous to a fault and damage is generous too. Right. So people who are givers, they want to meet another giver so that they don't feel like they're the only one who is getting took from. So I love that for you. Taken. Yeah. Taken, I think took. I'm just, I'm just manifesting. I want to manifest more blessings in my business. I, I do want to learn how to become more centered. I do want to learn how to, how to really just hone in on being calmer and, you know, one of those things for me is not a relationship at this point. And then this <laughs> happened today, earlier this week, my friend Amber Rose went public with uh, the fact that she's had enough. She went on her Instagram and called out her boyfriend and her baby daddy, Alexander A.E. Edwards. I know I've known A.E. for a long time. Apparently he's been cheating on her and cheated on her from what I understand throughout her pregnancy. She had found out about some stuff and then went on to post this on her Instagram. She posted this and it says a lot. She says she's tired of getting <laughs> cheated on and being embarrassed behind the scenes. All 12 of the bums, 12 women that he was allegedly Damn. involved with, the ones that she knows of, and that she's probably there's probably more, that they can have him. And she says, y'all very, very much knew that he was in a relationship with a baby and y'all decided to fuck him anyway. I saw the text of DMs. Y'all were well aware, but y'all don't owe me any loyalty whatsoever. I, can, I can't be the only one fighting for my family anymore. I've been so loyal and transparent, but I've gotten the same, I haven't gotten the same energy in return. Basically, Amber says she's out. And so I called her to check on her. And I, at some point, want to let her tell her own story in an interview with us here. But she's... Um, you know, she's confronted some of these women. She's confronted him. And I called her just to see if she was okay. And she sounded pretty much at peace with her decision. So now the relationship seems to be over. Um, mm. Do you guys think that she'll go back? Nah. I, hope not. I, hope I don't not. think Amber's going to go back. The thing is, Amber gets such a crazy rep for whatever. But when she in her relationships... She seems to be always the one that gets done wrong, right? So you think about this mm -hmm. rep of Amber Rose and people say, oh, she's a slut, she's a hoe, all this. But when she's in her relationships, from what I can remember, it seems like she's the one that gets done wrong. So like, really, what is it? Now, you know, she repping Philly, so I'm gonna hold her down. But at the same time, I feel like she's a very loyal person for sure she's in a relationship. And when you're the only one being loyal, you gotta move, you gotta keep it moving. So, you know, if that's best for her to do that, then she's gonna do that. I don't think she's gonna go back. But the thing I don't understand about these celebrity women, too, and it's not just Amber, it's Karuchi, it's the Kardashians, it's Rihanna, it's all these people, right? They, You are the prize. You're the prize. We don't even talk about these men that you choose to be with until they're with you. And I know that Amber represents lots of women who have been in relationships where a man has not respected them. Um, but I, but I, but she represents a smaller number of women that I think have the courage to walk away without, you know, caring about what people are going to say about them. Do you think that self-love or the lack of self-love plays a part in a woman's decision to leave or stay? Um, okay. So here's the thing about leaving. Sometimes you could just be tired, right? Sometimes whether you love yourself or not, you just get so tired that fatigue will show up where your self-esteem might not. And she sounds like she's tired, which is why... I agree with you guys that I believe she's gone. I will say this though, guys, because Damage mentioned reputation and how she has this bad rep, but like she's the loyal one. I know for a fact that there've been people that I have dated who thought that I was going to be a bitch, who thought I was going to be difficult, who thought I was going to be argumentative. And when they got in a relationship with me and saw how nice I was, 
the challenge was over. They were like, oh, she's a nice girl. Oh, she's loyal. Oh, she's not going to do anything crazy. I thought I was going to have this mountain to climb. And because the thrill of the challenge is gone, they did dirty things to me. So I think I think Amber's suffering from the same thing. She seems like such a hard person to get because she's so beautiful and so larger than life that when these guys meet her and see how nice she is, they take it for granted. It happens to a lot of women who appear to be alphas. So I understand it. And I well, remember, uh, can I, go ahead, Jason. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, nah, nah, and I feel like this this happened when she left Kanye, and that's when that whole blow up happened because she walks away. Like when she's not mm-hmm. liking something, she don't stick around. She be out, and a lot of people would not just leave Kanye, especially in the situation that they have. So if she's saying she's gone, I mean, I wouldn't fault her for going back because they have a child. But if she's saying she's gone, she might be gone this time. I well, I talked to her today. Amber is out. I said to her, <laughs> Amber. <laughs> I said to her, Amber, I'm done with these niggas. You done with these niggas? We just need, ho is life. (laughs) Ho is life. I don't even know what ho is life during COVID would look like. But you know, the one thing I will say is, it's so crazy that when you think of a woman like an Amber Rose, who's beautiful, successful, independent, who's a good nurturing mother, she's literally one of the best moms. I think she's too nice. She's just very giving. Our relationship has had you know, so many turn to twists and turns. We still have each other blocked on Instagram, yet we're going into business together, you know, and she'll come to my house or we'll go out to eat. And the thing about Amber is she's very much a, she, like if she fucks with you, she fucks with you. But I also see how she's been taken advantage of, not just by her, but people around her. And and that's why, you know, I teeter totter sometimes on the idea of being a nicer, softer version of myself. But then I think about the fact that the savage in me has allowed me to get to where I am. And those scared of me are people who would probably try to potentially fuck me over. So I look at Amber and I'm like, yo, you know, most people would say, damn, she's Amber Rose. She's bad. She's the prize. She's this or she's that. But at the end, when a man doesn't want to love himself enough to love you more, he's going to show up and be a nasty man. I'm not saying AE that you're a nasty man. But God, you have Amber Rose, you got a baby, you have a family, y'all got business together, you had a whole home and family, and you lost that over some random ass girls, allegedly. I'm going to say allegedly because, you know, legal purposes, but I just don't get it. Well, Amber went on to post another uh, post on her social media, and this time it seems that she called out her mom for unspecified reasons. This is what she posted. She said, my raging narcissistic mom can get the fuck out of my life, too on my kid. I don't know what happened there. You know, I don't know if her mother had anything to do with covering things up or, or whatever, but you know, one thing about Amber Rose, baby, she don't hold that tongue. And, uh, what do you guys think? Oh, I hate when people be for family on social media. I don't care how bad your mama is. And I know she's in a tough spot right now because all that energy from her relationship is probably pissing her off, but Ooh, please leave the family stuff out of social media. And Knowing from Amber, you know I, how Amber's temperament is. She's probably right in what she's saying, but let's just leave that off social media because that's your mommy. You only get one. You know, we always got to try to find some peace. I've had some ups and downs with my parental figures, so I know what it's like. The last thing I want to do is put that on social media so other people feel like it's okay to attack my mama because that's never going to be cool. Like, you can't say nothing about my mom. And it also shows a pattern too, right? Like if her if her being taken advantage of by the man that she loved made her be triggered to think about being taken advantage of by her mom, that shows that she's probably just showing too much grace across the board and just as tired of everybody taking from her. 
And I think all three of us knows what it feels like when one person takes advantage of you, you start looking at everybody else who's taking advantage of you, of you funny. So I can see how one could trigger the other. I have a question though for you guys and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Am I the only person on this stage who has never cheated on anybody? Cause I've always wanted to ask what, what makes somebody want to cheat on a partner? I've had rough relationships, but my brain has never gone to, oh, you're being difficult. Time to get some new dick. Like I've never, maybe I'm just wired differently. What makes somebody who loves someone cheat on them? I think a lot of women well, want to know I, that. I, I have three rules in my relationships. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. And in my book, God must have forgotten about me. I talked about a guy who cheated on me. It's chapter five, toxic ass nigga. He cheated on me. And then that was when I decided to cheat on him. That was the only relationship that, relationship that I've been in where I've actively cheated, like actively plotted out, planned, purposely cheated with people to get him back. And the crazy part is I kept him and still oh. kept cheating. And so I've learned through that relationship, though, like cheating is just a lack of self-love. It's a lack of self-confidence. It's it's this ne necessity to prove to yourself that you're desired or wanted or that you still got it. I kind of mm. feel like if you're AE young, AE is good looking. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what his dick game is, but he's good looking. He has a whole baby by her. You have Amber Rose. You're successful. You have $75,000 worth of teeth in your mouth. And, and, and you have a life where you came from Oakland and you fought hard to get this life. And then you just threw it away for some random ass thotties. I mean, you did that on a woman who you may have thought had a lack of self-confidence or whatever. I don't know why he did it. Allegedly, I'll say that again. But I don't believe that you should cheat. That's why... At times when I'm like, do I want to be in a relationship? Do I want to be in a polyamorous relationship? You know, those questions go through my head because I said to my friend today, yo, I don't know if I should get in a relationship. He said, well, if you do get in one, as soon as you do, you're going to want to get out of it. So I don't know. I think that <laughs> if I find that one that will get me and catch, catch me, no, nah, I wouldn't cheat because I really do want to love somebody, but I would never want to be in love with somebody and hurt them by loving on other people. Exactly. Ooh. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, <laughs> when I cheated, I was much younger and uh, I, I would say I felt like I was still exploring. Like I, I was with somebody, but I was still had my eyes open like, well, I've never been with this type of person. And this person has a different energy. And what I should have did is not been in that relationship, but I was too young and too scared to get out of it. That's what I did wrong. Now I'm a little older. I'm not even going to dive into a relationship if I feel like I'm not ready to be committed. But back then when I'm like 21, 22, it's like, oh, I like you, girl. And then... Oh, I like her too. And I kind of want to see what her energy is about. And to be honest, nine times out of 10, it's never worth it. Every time I cheated, I barely remember the person. You know, I don't think about them the next day. It's like just something to do. So honestly, yeah, you can you sit back. You can sit back. It's crazy, right? Um, no, it's okay, yeah, Damage. I'm just judging you. I don't know everybody I had sex with either. <laughs> I, I don't, does anybody? The thing I mean, is, should, it's like, it's, I mean, we it's something I'm, to we do. Should, we, we should know who oh. we've had sex with, but we just don't oh. know everybody, okay? Well, look, it's been Amber times. A. Listen, <laughs> it's Amber, been times. A. Amber A.E., I wish you guys the best. I hope y'all figure that out. Amber, you know I'm here for you. All right, look, another person that we have to, or two more people we need to be here for is Jim Jones and Drake, both revealed that they caught COVID-19, and they said that it messed up their hairline. <laughs> so Drake, who we all know, um, he has a mess up hairline already with that damn heart in it. Drake, nobody liked that haircut. Nobody but you liked that haircut and the girl you keep taking to the Dodger game. Well, Drake is also revealing that he too contracted the coronavirus and is sharing 
what part of his body got affected the most. He said while he was responding back with a picture, he showed his new haircut with a signature heart symbol that I just told you about. And he said that it took it looked a little bit off because of the Rona. This was the post. Okay, now I don't know that Rona made you a little bit heartless, Poppy. But either way, uh, maybe it was your barber who just had, you know, Tourette's in the hand or something. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is Rona out here messing up the line? I, I don't know about that. It looked like he just needed a shape up. But at the same time, when you Drake, anything you post is going to, you know, make it circulation. So that's another way to just to promote the album that we're waiting to drop. We've been waiting for a long time. I heard it's done. That's a good way to promote it. It's like, look at my hairlines to show that heart. I feel like it's just a little bit of promotion. But nothing wrong with his haircut. I'm going to tell you right now, if Drake needs me to help him grease his scalp and nurse him back to health, I am available. That is my my feedback. That was my reaction to that. You're just trying to give Drake head. What? Okay, you know what? Because unless you're going to suck the COVID out of him, Blue, oh. what are you going to do? How do you suck the COVID out of somebody, Jason? That's not even how COVID works. Well, I could show you better than I could tell you. Listen, he went on to say that he's trying to figure this thing out, but Jim Jones also caught it. He thought, Jim Jones thought he was Superman, but he said, quote, it knocked the socks off of him. And then he encouraged everybody to say, stay safe and to socially distance. This is what Jim had to say. What's up, everybody? Um, shit. I was contemplating <clears throat> whether I should do this or, you know, keep my business to myself, but I think it's more important for me to do this. I urge everybody to stay safe out there. COVID is real. You heard? I was running around here thinking I was Superman, and COVID knocked the socks off Superman. So I urge and encourage everybody, please continue to mask up. Please continue hand sanitize. Social distance as much as you can. You heard? Try to stay away from a lot of packed and crowded places. Um... Shit is no joke at all. You heard? I really felt it. And I don't want nobody to feel like how I felt. You know what I mean? I'm not in charge of the FDC or anything. I, I'm not here to tell you to go get your vaccination. I'm just here to tell you to take care of yourself because this shit is very real. And I'm grateful. I thank God that I'm back to getting healthy. I'll see y'all soon. Okay, I have concerns. I have concerns. What happened? I have Why? concerns. Why? Why? Jim. Wait a minute. Hell no. Chrissy was just at a party with me the other night. Uh-oh. Oh, I got to call Floyd. His wife was <laughs> all around us, dressed really nice like the um like the theme, you know, a Great Gatsby theme, but she she didn't have a mask on. And so now I'm wondering do I have it? Hold your breath for 20 seconds and see if you can do it. No, I can't hold my breath. It affects (laughs) the lungs. I need to keep breathing. I need to do breathing exercises. Okay, Jim, first of all, I appreciate your message telling us all to be careful, but you let your wife out the house and she probably was a super spreader. And now here we all may have it. Um, Well, first, let me say, Jim, I'm glad that you look healthy. You know, Jim, you are a, your hip hop royalty will go down as hip hop royalty. By the way, I just heard the audio uh, of Jim when he allegedly put the hit out on 6 ix bodyguard and then the oh. bodyguard got shot and then Jim got locked up but didn't do no time. And so I don't know what all that means because I'm not in the streets and I will call the police on all of you if you call me about this. But it's just crazy to me that like we are surviving everything out here. We're surviving Love & Hip Hop. We're su- surviving STDs. We're invi- surviving everything and we're catching this COVID thing and then our families are just running through parties 
potentially, allegedly, almost possibly giving it away to people. I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. Shouldn't people that are around people with COVID stay away from other people? We don't yeah. know if she was around him, though. She could have been yeah. at the party because she wasn't around Jimmy. Like, let me give Jimmy a break. I'm going to go out and do my thing. We don't know. At the same time, say- we don't know. We don't know. No, we don't know yeah. if his wife was around him. <laughs> yes, Where else would don't. she be? Where would she be? With the, at the party with you. Was he there? No, he was at home and she left in the car with the COVID as her plus one to the party. Well, first of all, a great Gatsby party sounds very sexy. I love that theme. Um, I will say this. There was a time where I went to an event where someone ended up with COVID. And I told you guys on the show, I was like, I'm not going to show up to the studio um, to be around you guys because the thought of giving you guys COVID made me scared. I wasn't around anybody for like two weeks until I got tested and made sure that I didn't have anything. So she might have found out that he had it and then quickly stayed in a different part, wing of the house. So we're not sure about where she went after she found out. I do love the tone though of how he made that message. He didn't shame anybody. He didn't talk crazy to anybody. He didn't, you know, shit on anybody's choices. He just said, this happened to me. It humbled me. Please be careful. I think that messaging will get across a lot better than waving a finger at people like other people are doing. I like Jim Jones. I mean, I've only met him, I think, once or been around him once or twice. I think he was playing basketball with Floyd or something or at a club. Uh, I like him. Uh, he he seems like a real guy, you know, like a real street yeah. guy or whatever. And after I heard that audio tape, I didn't even think of Jim Jones putting a hit on somebody. I don't want no smoke. Uh, but look, I think that, you know, we are living in a time where everybody is shaming people. I went to lunch today and, and this person at a restaurant told me I had to show them proof of vaccination cards in order to sit down and eat. So. Oh, well, anyway, I sat down and eat. We'll just skip over the part of how I did that. And then he comes to our table with no mask on. Because he thought you were safe. Wait. How, how do you come to our... Wait, wait, no, Blue, just keep on moving. How do you come <laughs> to our table with no mask on after you're forcing us to show you proof of vaccination? That's mm-hmm. rude. Uh-uh. Uh, people with vaccines, though, can, can we just call them out, too? As a person with a vaccine, I can do that. I went to a party, somebody with the vaccine... Um, took a bite of, of something and spit it back into my drink. And I was like, excuse me, why are you spreading your fruit back into my drink? And she said, oh, okay, I'm vaccinated. I was like, "You, I still don't know you, ho. Like, why are you spitting your... So people with vaccines need to stop acting like they're... Yeah, people, people with vaccines out here trying to not use condoms. They taking it too far, oh, you know, trying to, wait. you know, drink off other people's cups. Just because you wait, got the vaccine, it ain't. Wait, 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 condoms. Wait, we're Ross. We're Ross sex shaming people now. Like, let's not wait, do that. No, I'm just saying. I ain't say that. I'm just saying people getting this vaccine think they can do anything. You can't do that's anything true. now. I did go over there to Zeus and hosted this show that's had many hosts before me, like uh, Perez Hilton and Tanisha Thomas. Well, this time it was me and Tamar Braxton's turn, and the whole issue of COVID came up. And people were mad at me because they said I was shaming her. And Blue, you just talked about somebody spitting in your drink. Well, somebody on the set actually tried to sip mine. Take a look. She's we the know, one who said, not to interrupt you, but Sarah was know. the one who said every right. little thing about you to me. Because I, I was very it. unaware. From I believe the, it. From the beginning at the conversation, but, but I just she was the one who told piece. me everything about you. That's perfectly and I had fine. no idea. I actually... Girl, I know you lied. <laughs> Girl, you know, hold on, hold on. Judy, I told you you need to act. That's so rude. Judy, 
COVID and I don't uh, hepatitis. I hepatitis. I don't know. I love. I'm so sorry about that. Well, a lot of people were mad at me for having that reaction. I don't see anything wrong with it. You don't know me. You, you're a fan of mine and a fan of Hollywood Unlocked, which is cool because I love that. And, you know, you'll see how this all ended later, but you don't have the right to be all up in my space, drinking my drink and trying to kiss all on me. Y'all, Blue Damage, y'all know I don't even like nobody to touch me, mm-hmm. let alone to do all that. And the fans are going crazy. They're like, Judy is an icon. I'm like, y'all better stop throwing this word around. You know what I mean? What, did, did you see them? Did I do something wrong? Hell no. She don't know you. First of all, I know you and I'm not drinking your drink. Like, <laughs> like uh, Jason, normally I would be the, oh, protect black women and I'd be checking you. This is one where I don't think you did anything wrong. Unless we are swapping spit or fucking, I do not want you drinking out of my cup. I don't know where your mouth has been. So no, I think it was presumptuous. I think it was nasty. I think the CDC might be on your side so they can stay big mad. That is disgusting during a pandemic to be grabbing someone's drink and drinking out of it like that. She's just as bad as a lady who spit the fruit in my cup. Mm-mm. Now, Listen, are they not? I, I, don't, what, I don't care if we're having sex or not. Do not grab my drink or eat off my plate unless we're having that type of moment. You know, mm-hmm. when we're on a date and you know, I'm cutting into my, my corn pudding and then I'm feeding you at the dinner table. I don't do shit like that because that's just too gay for me. But say I was doing that. Don't do. <laughs> assume that you could just put your mouth all on my food and drinks. I just, I don't know. And 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 I don't even like people spitting in my mouth if we're dating. You know, some of you guys like that. I don't like the exchange of fluids like that. I just don't. Was it not enough drinks to go around? Like she jumped up and creeped over there and got it. What, what was going on with that? Well, in all fairness to Judy, she was a little lit. You know, she probably was nervous because there was a lot going on. She did post something later that there was a whole bar behind her that she wasn't aware of. So she just got thirsty in the middle of the show and thought it made sense to go over and take my drink. You know, people were like shocked that I had a red cup in my hand because it was so ghetto with these girls that I was like, yo, just bring me a red cup over here. I had champagne at first because I was kind of toasting to the good life. And then after I saw what it was, I was like, just bring me the red cup and just fill it up. But look, it kept going on and on and on. Fans also saw that it got a lot crazier later in the show when the girls just decided that they were not going to respect the job that me and Tamar had to do for the fans because we showed up to help them find out things that they really cared about. And then this is what they got in return. Take a look. What I need everybody to do, take your lucky charms the fuck to your seat and wait. You came over here, put your lips on my drink. I'm sorry. That's what that I was wrong. It's hepatitis and COVID out here. Stay in your You're corner. Right. You're right. Now hold on. I'm now sorry. I'm I'm about to sip and show up. Y'all throw a lucky charms. Y'all flipping each other off. Yeah. Y'all both showed up in pink. Yeah. I don't know what in the crack behavior is happening, but I'm gonna ask a question. <laughs> well, I am gay and I was on Loving Hip Hop. That's how I host. I don't know what to tell you. I did the best. That was <laughs> that was a family reunion. You look like the like the saved cousin at a hood rat family reunion trying to tell everybody to shut up. That was entertaining. I'll give you that. That was entertaining. Those I did ladies. the best that I could. I did the best that I could. Listen, they are the bad girls for a reason. I'm just so glad that I had the opportunity. But it goes back to the point where we were saying earlier, you know, COVID is still really real. People are saying, oh, well, if you were concerned about COVID, you should have never hosted the reunion. 
I hosted the reunion. I was tested before I got there. I made sure that it was a COVID safe, friendly uh, set. I made sure that I was six feet away from all the girls. I did not have to go over and sit by them. I ended up having to go over to try to stop. I mean, it was so much going on. Nonetheless, part two is coming out next week. Zeus Network, make sure you check it out. And uh, hopefully I'll be back for the next season. All right. But I tell you guys who won't be next, uh, who won't be back next. And that's R. Kelly. And uh, oh, he has a lot of celebrity friends that he's disappointed in because the uh, the celebrity is saying that these friends didn't support him financially before sex trafficking trial. Now, I know that he's going through a lot. He's locked up. He's mad at Gail King. Oprah's not going to rescue him. And some boys have said that he allegedly has touched on him and did some stuff, too. Whew. So he's mad and saying that his music friend should have showed up for him and that he realizes that he just doesn't have the support that he thought. His sex trafficking trial is getting ready to start. And the singer is facing so many allegations of abusing women and girls over the decades that a lot of people knew about. You know, Kay Michelle was here on the show and said that mama should go to jail because they was in the kitchen cooking. And now the jury's been selected and the trial is getting ready to start. What do you guys think about it? Do you think that his friends owe him anything? Unless they was participating, hell no. They got to stay far away from that. But that's the sad part. Like Kay Michelle said, and I was there for that interview, a lot of people had their eyes open. A lot of people seen what was going down. And I wouldn't be surprised if some other people will be named in this R. Kelly trial. I don't think he's going to just go down by himself. That's just my theory. But I think he got some more people to mention because, like I said, he wasn't in those studios by himself. People seen what was going on. Yeah, I think what he's saying is a public threat, guys. I think he's saying, hey, to all the folks who were in my ecosystem, who saw me doing X, Y, and Z, and never said anything, and who have not put money on my books since I've been in jail, just know I feel a way, so you might want to run your pockets before I start talking. So I think this is a threat. I think he's trying to subliminally tell people who are co-conspirators to stop turning their backs before he starts singing like a canary. And we know he can sing, so... Well, R. Kelly, you might be able to sing, but at this point, you're trapped in the closet. These two guys coming out is opening it wide open. And you better step in the name of love because you're not stepping in the name of support. At this point, nobody wants to help you. Now, I do think that everybody who knew that he was doing this should go to prison. The security guards, the secretaries or assistants, the flights, whatever, everybody related to getting these kids to his bedroom so he could dick them down. They should all go to jail. I don't think he should be in there by himself. You know, um, the one thing I love about Hollywood Unlock, my staff, I, I literally have friends working with me or for me. I have staff that have been with me from the beginning. My staff are the best guardrails. There are times I'd be doing shit and I know I'm about to go off the ledge and they'd be like, uh-uh-uh, you better not go over there. And Or they'll tell me straight up, like, nah, that's not a good luck. Don't do that. And and so I think that, you know, one thing that I do tell myself all the time, no matter how big this brand grows, no how much money I have or whatever, no matter what people say online, love or hate, always stay humble and stay grounded. Now, this is a person who for decades after this alleged activity and laying with all these young girls and, and boys, allegedly, um, has flourished and has just enjoyed the perks of life. He even had a whole album with Beyonce's husband. I mean, what is it? What is it? And and now he's going down by himself. I don't think it's fair. I don't think that justice will be served until everybody's in prison. Now, I may sound hypocritical by saying this, but I ain't going to lie and say that I turn off every R. Kelly song that comes on. I'm not going to be shamed into not liking good music. I'm not reading into the music now because social media tells me to. Earlier, I was bandwagoning saying, oh, I'm canceling all R. Kelly music. I can't say that I have an R. Kelly playlist, but I'm not going to say that I don't enjoy his songs. His songs are good songs. So to each his own, do what you want. But I will say to those of you who did what you wanted to do, 
around these different uh, situations that he was involved in, you need to go to jail. And I will be there right in the courtroom to say, Your Honor, I testify and tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. I wasn't around, but I'm just here to be nosy. The, the scary part is he can even lie and say some names and it's going to make mm-hmm. all the blogs and everything and start the conversation. And yep. I'm with Blue. That sounds like a real threat. That sounds like, hey, I'm really disappointed that a lot of people haven't been supporting me. It's like, y'all know when I go on that stand, I'm singing. I'm saying all types of names. You was in that studio. You knew I had the bedroom right there through the glass. Y'all were there. It's going down. This is going to be something to watch. And two, the allegations are so like tied intimately to the kind of music he made. When someone has a sexual assault accusation or a couple dozen and they make sexy time music, one of my favorite all time like sex playlist songs of all time is the R. Kelly remix of Anytime, Anyplace by Janet Jackson. That came on like during a moment after the accusations. I couldn't perform. I was like, ew, this feels nasty. So I'm just saying that like his music a lot of the music sounds like a confession. Age ain't nothing but a number. A lot of the lyrics that he wrote sound like blatant confessions. So for some of us, not listening to his music isn't just us being self-righteous. It's a little bit too close to the truth. It's a but Aaliyah, Aaliyah, Aaliyah's family let her be with him. Are they not complicit? Like, come on now. She's dead. And I know that this is such a sensitive subject. But I'm going to go ahead and say what needs to be said. I met Aaliyah twice. She was so pretty and sweet and nice and she smelled good and she was she was just such a nice girl like this is a girl who at the time when she was doing her thing she was having this uh meteoric rise like a Beyonce in the sense of her career really taking off people loved her like Missy Elliott I will never forget the way that Missy held her down before and after she passed away was like a family to her Timbaland Magoo the whole uh genuine that whole camp you know and at this at the same time she was married to R. Kelly when she was allegedly 15 years old. I don't give a fuck if her family signed off it or not. The problem is you parents want to get your daughters out the hood so bad that you trade them off like property. You give them away like like laundry. And then when the dirt comes out, you want to sit up and point fingers at him by yourself. No, you all are complicit. Now, I'm not going to call out Aaliyah's family per se, but I will say the girl that I met should not have been with this man who we know was doing shit. We saw the tapes. I remember that VHS tape being passed around in the hood and people yeah. saying, oh my God, R. Kelly fucking them young girls and it being accepted because in the hood, we all know those girls with the baby fat jackets that are pregnant by the dope boys in the, in the community. So it's it's this is a bigger conversation. I don't think that's been unpacked that should be unpacked, but I will say that R. Kelly should not be sitting in prison by himself. And I ask all of you watching, to create a hotline, R. Kelly, R. Kelly, go to jail.com and put pictures up of all the people that you think should go to prison with R. Kelly. Oh, I don't no. know. His, his, his lawyer came forward and said that his funds have been depleted, that he has no money because he's been locked up for two years and he's missed out on all the stuff, even though we all know he was too afraid to fly. I believe I can fly. Wasn't that a song? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a big one. He, didn't he do that song with Bugs Bunny? <laughs> Bugs Bunny was not in the song. It was the soundtrack. It was, but was the soundtrack. Bugs Bunny in the movie? Yeah, I think so. I think it was like Bugs and Bunny Michael Jordan. Go Bugs Jordan Bunny got to go to jail. Okay, but look, no. nobody's 
nobody's canceling Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, you knew. Never mind. Michael Just Jordan. Didn't no. Know. Michael Jordan. I have a question though, guys. Like if you knew somebody that you didn't know anything, because this the people who are in the ecosystem, that's obvious. They need to go to jail. But what about the friends who did not know, who he was charming and keeping in the dark? If you had a friend who you thought was amazing and something as compelling as surviving R. Kelly came out about them, would you have their back or would you pull away to protect your interest? I'm out. The hell? No, because you know what? Even if you're not, if you're not in it, after a few of them stories, you can go, so that's what his ass was doing over there that day. Like, if some right. things start to click, you might not be there for everything because I got homies that you might do some stuff. I don't know what you're doing your personal time. I see you at the club. It's like, oh, dap you up. We're not friends like that. But then you start putting two and two together like, ah, I see why you didn't want me to come to the to the studio that night because you was on some bullshit. So I do believe there was people around R. Kelly that had no idea because some people simply not standing for that. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Well, listen, that's a major issue uh, damage. And another major issue is the Major League Baseball player. His name is Felipe Vasquez. Former Pittsburgh uh, Pirates uh, star Felipe Vasquez has been sentenced to serve two to four years in jail for allegedly having sex with a 13-year-old. Now, he's 30 years old, and now he was found guilty on 15 counts of uh, back in May, including 10 counts of sexual abuse of children, two counts of unlawful contact with a minor, and one count each of statutory sexual assault, indecent sexual assault, and corruption of a minor. Damn. That's nasty. 13? And I don't want to hear he ain't knowing none of that shit. Now, where's a 13-year-old living at? With her damn parents somewhere. I don't want to right. hear Felipe didn't know. Oh, she lied to me about her age. How? How, my man? When she's in fucking what? When she's a freshman in high school, you knew what you were. What, 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 what are grade. people? What What does a person that's thirty or twenty or eighteen get from a thirteen-year-old? Like a thirteen-year-old? This I, I know it's statutory rape. It should probably be molested. You know, there's the thing I think that people are missing too is there's so many laws in the in the United States and around the world that make it permissible and legal to have sex with a minor. There are some states, even in our country, 16, 15 years old, uh, some countries, 14, 13, 15 years old, they have sex with. These, to some around the world, are these kids are delicacies. In our country, we are morally and legally taught that it is wrong. And I just feel like in our country, there should just be one standard across the board. What does that mean? You go to Arkansas or Atlanta when you want to have sex with a kid, then go back to California. I don't know how that works. I don't know how we even make it make sense. But uh, the outrage doesn't seem to be heightened enough for there to be a federal law passed that it should be illegal to have kid uh, sex with a kid that's eight, uh, under 18. Now you look at this guy, 30 years old, millionaire, famous, star player, fought his whole career to get to a certain place. Well, I guess that's the same with R. Kelly, huh? Mm-hmm. What, is, what is it exactly. is it a power thing is it a power, power. thing or is it just a Ab- absolutely it- absolutely they, they always say everything is about sex except for sexual assault or sexual deviance because that's about power that's the one thing that's not about sex and so i think it's just ingenuous for a grown man to think that he can say well technically she said she was 17 or 18 so technically you know i didn't do anything wrong any grown man around me who needs to fall back on technicalities or legalities to, to explain why he slept with a child, I'm looking at you crazy. You shouldn't even be in the realm of where well, you need a technicality to be a grown-up who's not nasty and dastardly. So I think his character speaks for itself, regardless of what the legal age is based on where what region she was in at the time. It's nasty. And, and it just he, don't make sense. 
You can't be a millionaire. You're 30 years old. You play in the MLB. How the hell did you find a 13-year-old? Your nasty ass was on the internet. On Like, I can't even find a 13-year-old on Instagram. How the hell did he find a 13-year-old to meet multiple times? Like, literally Seventh to this grader. day, I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? This is well, he's so already served. Up. He's already served 23 months. Now, following his release, he's going to be on probation. Now, he's saying that the teen lied about her age and claimed that they had sex in his car right before a Pirates game. I mean, do you, uh, there? I, I've seen when I worked in juvenile probation years ago, I've seen 17-year-olds, 18, 16-year-olds look adult-like, but you still know they're kids, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, so did you not ask for ID? Now, I don't know about you guys. But since I've become a public figure uh, and, you know, known or whatever, and people slide in my DMs, I'll ask somebody, how old are you? <laughs> I will ask them when it goes into like the fourth conversation, how old are you? If they say that they're too young to be in my DMs or having a conversation with me, they get blocked or I just go away because you shouldn't even be in my DMs like that. And I feel like, again, when you have when you're 30, you know, I mean, I would know what a 13 year old, a 13 year old. I mean, yeah. I, I mean. I don't even know the development stages of, of, of young girls, but are there girls developed at 13 where you could I was, be mistaken? I, I was fully developed. Yeah. I was fully developed really? at 13, but, but I actually, there was a guy that I really had a crush on and he hit on me and I was excited. His name was Stanley. Shout out to Stanley if he's watching this. And I was like, yo, he is hot. He was like, how old are you? And I was like 17. And he was like, nah, Slim, we're good. And I was heartbroken and I cried over Stanley all weekend. But looking back, I respect him because he was 24 and he was like, you're in high school. That's nasty. I think any grown man of substance is going to say that. Like, you're a high school girl. I don't care if you have double D cups. We're not doing this. So we need more Stanleys out there. Shout out to hmm. The thing well, is, well, the, well, the, Fed, the feds got copies of his DM or his text message to the girl. So he actually used his position from what they're saying as a baseball player and a celebrity to groom her. And so now when he gets out, he also has to register himself as a sex offender. Good. Well, what does that do? I mean, Nicki Minaj's husband is a sex offender. I mean, he's registered. He still gets to marry a rap icon and still gets to be out here. People are saying that he, you know, he and Nicki are attacking them and, 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 and threatening them and bullying them and paying people and trying to shut them up for happy birthday shout outs. Like, this is a sick thing. And I don't know why we're canceling R. Kelly and all these other people, but we're not canceling other celebrities who clearly have relationships with people who've been convicted. It's the hypocrisy for me. People are choosing the favorite game. R. Kelly's not as current as a Nicki Minaj. So, of course, it's easy to, like, you know, write him off next it'll be some of these other 90s artists or whatever i don't know it's all crazy to me what else is crazy is that iggy azalea is now out here saying that record labels should hire psychologists for their artists this is probably following the whole meltdown of lizzo over her her um you know being attacked online for her weight and stuff and, and racist attacks by fans but either way iggy azalea is now using her platform to speak out for artists when it comes to their mental health she took to twitter to express that she feels that record labels should play a role When it comes to enlisting help from psychologists for their artists, this is what she said on Twitter. She said, I really wish labels would all agree to make it mandatory to hire at least one psychologist per label. Almost every artist in recent times has expressed struggling with the level of hate and pressure. Sports teams do it for their athletes. Why not music labels? She also said, and also, yes, it may seem like, but there's so many labels. There's actually only four guys running the entire music business. So it'd be pretty easy to hold them accountable and make them implement a change across their businesses. So what do you guys think? Do you do you think that they should do it? She called out Lucian Grange and, and Rob uh, Stringer 
uh, who are really big up there in the music industry. What do you think? Nope. Big no. It's a conflict of interest. That's like saying everybody should have the same lawyer. If there's a record label that, that has a psychiatrist or a psychologist on payroll, who knows the kind of manipulation that can take be taken to the next level because of that person on payroll? When you go in here and you're trying to talk about your grievances and now you're being groomed to do whatever the label wants to do. I think what she's saying is in good taste and she means well, but no, you need your own person for your own mental struggles and your, your mental battles and your journey. So I get what she's trying to say, but I don't think it'll be good. I think it'll be predatory. I think they'll find a way to take advantage of artists even more with that. I think it depends on the, there actually is a label that's already doing it. Um, that group division, whatever label they're on, their label's actually already doing it. I'm friendly with Bridget Kelly and she was talking about this earlier this week and she was saying how there's actually some smaller independent labels that actually have somebody. And here's the thing though, right? Unlike a lawyer who technically does take an oath, a lot of people who are really good therapists take that very, very seriously. And they actually aren't allowed to speak to the label about what's happening. So it's no different than them having 20 patients that happen to know each other. They still know to keep it to themselves. The labels that are currently doing this, the one label I know of that's currently doing this, it's really helping. So I don't think there's a problem with finding a way to systemically help people in the industry. But to Damage's point about an abuse of power, you can infuse checks and balances to stop that from happening. So I actually agree with her. I think it'd be a great idea. And, and there's actually a label already doing it and having great results. Well, I, I'm an employer that employs people and I provide healthcare for my, all my employees. And if they want to seek out uh, healthcare, uh, uh, mental health related uh, care, they should do that. I encourage that. But I don't think employers should be involved that involved with providing the actual staff person that's involved with the person's mental health. And I'll tell you why, because your job may be the reason why you have the fucking problem. I know <laughs> I got employees who want to go talk to their person and they want to talk about me and I'm employing the person that's now talking to you about me. It's a conflict of interest as somebody just said. Um, but, but Iggy, where was all that energy when your baby daddy was cheating on you or, or you was out being a baby mama and you were burning out on the internet trying to take down the black man. Where was all that energy when Black Lives Matter was happening and you've profited off of our culture and you didn't come out speaking about the, the plight of the black man or black woman's struggle or hashtag protect black women because you're not one? You have all these ideas of what labels should be doing and using your platform to advocate for labels. Why don't you advocate for the culture that you're robbing? I just think, again, you know, you guys pick and choose when you want to come out here and use your platform to talk about what's important. And yes, I can't tell you what's important, but that's why we all laugh at you every time you talk about music coming out. We don't care. You're not one of us. Girl, bye. Well, listen, um, you know, before we get out of here, you know, we talk about the tea, the shade and all those things, but we also have a heart. We want to send our condolences out. Uh, to the people in Haiti, there was just recently, you know, their president was assassinated and his wife was shot, uh, tragically shot. And then uh, they had an earthquake that left over 1,400 people dead and tens of thousands of people homeless. At the time of this taping, the death toll in Haiti has risen above 1,400 with over 6,900 people injured. And the earthquake was about a 7.2 magnitude that hit the nation. Now, they've been going through a lot. So we know that the devil is working over there in Haiti. Blue, you're Haitian. Uh, what are you hearing? Um, okay. I'm going to try to say this without like getting emotional. Um, the first thing I want to say is for those who are like, Oh, Haiti, so jinx, Haiti show jinx. They, they probably made a, a pact with the devil. Please stop with that rhetoric. Scientifically and factually speaking, Haiti is an Island that sits on a fault line 
between tectonic plates. So the reason why Haiti keeps having all these earthquakes isn't because they're cursed. It isn't because we made a deal with the devil. It's because we literally have land that sits on a fault line. So that's the first thing. Stop with that because it's actually really harmful to speak about that about my people. Um, also, though, I, the devastation is real. I have friends and family who were still concerned about. Um, people are crying. People's houses have completely flooded. If you want to help Haiti, please look for individual people. Do not go to the Red Cross. The Red Cross made millions of dollars with the last earthquake, and they only built six houses with the billions of yeah. dollars that they made. So the Red Cross steals money whenever Haiti goes through something. If you want to give to Haiti, if you want to help Haiti, find smaller places to donate to, but do not give a single penny to the Red Cross. It will not get to my people, I promise you. Mm -hmm. Well, there was also a video that came out recently of what's happening in Afghanistan with people trying to literally hold on to planes as, as American planes took off after our withdrawal from Afghanistan. You know, we've been there for 20 years. Well, I mean, that was just heartbreaking. We were actually in the store watching this happen. There's so much happening around the world. I just want to send positive messages out to the people in Afghanistan. I know the president has fled the country while the Taliban has taken over. I don't know what's happening. I don't even know how long we can police the world. But I will say, if you look at what's happening in Haiti, you look at what's happening in Afghanistan, the devil is out here working. I'm sending my uh, thoughts, condolences, and prayers to everybody. Stay safe out there. Even in this country, things are crazy right now. Um, yeah. But Blue Damage, you know, we're going to keep showing up and telling the people what they need to hear, whether it's the tea or whether it's uh, uh, our need to do goodwill. So make sure that you're doing what you can to help other people out there abroad and at home. Until then, we out. Peace. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.